0: I have created a freebie for you, 41 Ways to Teach Your Child Entrepreneurial Skills in Your Homeschool to Help You Take Your Homeschool to the Next Level. Link in the show notes. I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing they have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics this company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics. With purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and today's guest is Jessica Silverman. She is co-founder of Phenomena. Phenomena is a destination for experiential learning that lets kids learn STEM concepts through play. Jessica and Jared are co-founders. They believe that this visual and interactive medium is the most effective way to teach dynamic STEM concepts and relationships because it engages students in constructing their own mental models, just like real STEM professionals. Phenomena was developed to help every child understand that STEM concepts are within their reach and fun to learn. Phenomena shows how math and science, they're not separate subjects. They're just simply languages that help us describe the world. Phenomena also is designed to help learners get excited about STEM, whether they're learning independently, at home, or in a traditional school environment. In this episode, we talk about how homeschooling develops the student to be a more engaged learner. Also, homeschooling allows the space to develop the skills needed to integrate and apply what your child is going to learn and how to address real challenges in the world and create real solutions. Lastly, Creating a homeschool curriculum and a learning environment takes a lot of work. There are a wealth of resources out there to help kids learn. And finding materials that are going to be effective, helpful for your child, man, that is no small feat. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Jessica has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Jessica, say hello to our guests and tell us what is one misconception you feel most have about homeschooling? Hi, everybody. So great to be here with you, Beck. So
1: I think that one of the misconceptions that people have about homeschooling is this tendency to assume that because you're not using a standards aligned curriculum in a traditional school environment, you know, it's not as effective. But I think in fact, homeschool students tend to be more engaged because their curriculum is multidisciplinary. It's really preparing them to address, you know, real challenges in the world. So I think that homeschool students are developing the skills that they need in order to integrate and apply, you know, what they're learning to create those real world solutions. And I'll say too, that I think that creating a homeschool curriculum and learning environment really takes a lot of work. You know, we all got a taste of that, I think, with the, with the pandemic. But, you know, there's a wealth of resources out there to help people learn. There's no shortage of things. But the challenge is to find those resources that are really high quality and create a meaningful learning experience out of those that really resonates with your students. And, you know, homeschool parents are the teacher for every subject. So they're facilitating all these different investigations. They really need to be prepared to switch gears and, you know, integrate topics effectively. So it's, it's a big job.
0: Yeah. And you guys have a big job too, because you guys are in the STEM. You are in STEM and STEM is not easy. A lot of parents tend to, you know, steer away from STEM because of what supposedly is difficult. But I'm so glad that you have created your website, created the app and everything because you have a lot of really great information. And me being a STEM teacher, you just have really great like graphics, you have really great videos, you have really great, you know, lessons on there to really just bring it all together. So as I am bringing it up and giving all the suspense, tell us, what is it that you do? (laughs) Yes, I know. That's the question that everybody asks me now. And I love
1: to talk about it because I I feel so passionately about it. So Phenomena is a new destination for experiential learning. So kids are learning STEM concepts through play, right? Which is how they've really been learning STEM their whole life, you know, from their time on the playground to, to now. Um, So each of our experiences is, you know, one to 12 frames that focuses on a specific topic, like maybe it's projectile motion. So it's it's really bite-sized. So we really believe, and, you know, there's a lot of research to back us up as well, that this sort of visual and interactive approach to learning these dynamic topics is the most effective way um, to teach STEM concepts and relationships because students are engaged, they're constructing their own mental models, which is really what, you know, real STEM professionals do. So we're really excited to share phenomena with this community in particular because um, the experiences are really helping students develop as independent learners right and we were just talking about that that is you know a key advantage I think for a lot of homeschool students is they get to sort of pursue what they're really interested in and one of the things that I'll I'll tease here that you'll have to wait for next year but we're going to be launching a creator tool that actually lets students make their own experiences too so I hope everyone will check these out and then just know in the back of your mind that coming up is that opportunity for kids to have this new medium to really express their understanding so I hope that they'll be excited to try it out.
0: That is amazing. I love that. So what made you start all this? And what inspired you to do this? Yeah, this is so throughout my curriculum, you know, I'm a former high
1: school teacher, as is my co founder. And, you know, we saw students really struggle with STEM and sort of say, Oh, this isn't for me. I'm not a math person, you know, that kind of thing. So we wanted to develop phenomena so that every child would feel that these STEM concepts are really within their reach. And we really think that this can help kids get excited about, you know, learning independently, whether or not they're, you know, in school or they're at home, the environment, you know, doesn't really matter. This is a tool that I think works well in groups, works well for individuals. Um, and, you know, it just helps kids see that that math and science, you know, they're not separate subjects. They're really actually languages that complement each other and help students to describe their world.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you know what, I think that you giving them the opportunity and the platform to do that is so cool, because there's so many kids who maybe aren't able to verbalize a lot of things with what how they express themselves, but they can do it in technology. And they can really just showcase all their skills and showcase what they do. And truthfully, when it comes down to science and when it comes down to like physics and STEM, it really does need to be hands-on. I think too many years, you know, teachers have just lectured on these things and it's so abstract. Like science is probably, for me at least, one of the most exciting Oh, subjects in the whole entire world. And for me, I, I'm such a sucker for physics and chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) But those things are really abstract, you know, it's really hard to like understand. And if you can't see it, like, Oh, yeah, let's talk about atomic theory. (gasps) what, you know, it's like, what's mm-hmm. atomic theory and to be able to show all those things, or even in physics, like, Hey, let's talk about some of the, you know, the electromagnetic um, spectrum, like what, like, what is all that? It's like, Unless you see it, it really just seems so like, I can't even understand that. And I think that right there, Jessica, is what a lot of people think is difficult because they don't have the background to back up what they're hearing, their vocabulary or this new vocabulary, right? But once we see it, right, we're able to understand it, you know, interact with it, apply it you know manipulate it create things right because i mean as it let, let's just think about it like if we went to a brand new world right and they were talking about shanavanas you know and 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 they're like you don't know what a shanavana is like what's a shanavana you know and then you're walking around like oh my gosh you know it's so and everyone's talking about shanavana and and they're like i don't get it but once you see a shanavana i don't i'm just making it up <laughs> it's like oh, get it like boxes them yeah totally understood so yeah tell us a little bit about how do you make it visual like what what do you guys do I know you have like a little bit of a what is it like a little show or something you're gonna give us a an example yeah yeah I think
1: it's easier to see phenomena and understand yeah. it than it is to try to use words to describe it so um, sure. I can I, yeah I if, you wanna sh- if you want to let me if you want to let me share my screen I'm happy to yeah. kind of show folks you know what absolutely. Yeah. So one of the ones that I'll show you here is one of my favorites. Okay, so here we are. This is our library of experiences. We have lots of different ones here on a number of different topics. I'm a former chemistry teacher, so that's near and dear to me, but a lot of math and physics as well. So I'll start you off with a math one because I think this is something a lot of people have experienced in school, right? Linear equations. And this is something that kind of can sometimes bring up, you know, a little fear, I think, in people who have been through this or, or boredom, you know, is the other one I hear. Um, so this is so- the student view? right now? Yeah. So okay, I just cool. turned off our teacher view. So this is something that helps teachers to identify the learning objectives, standards, reflection questions. So I'll just turn that off. So it's a little cleaner for us to take a look at. Um, oh, but cool. you know, what we find is that, you know, kids really get this idea of slope, right? They understand if something is steep, they have walked up steep hills, like they get that. So this is just a matter of kind of helping them understand, hey, you see this M here in this equation, that's all it is. It's just this concept of steepness that you already understand, right? So let's tackle this B. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hold
0: on a second, because this is pretty fantastic. Okay. I just need to explain what's happening here. So she has a graph going on and uh, she has the equation Y equals MX plus B. Now for all you parents who are listening, you're like, what? But that is, that's the equation for the Y, for the Y slope. And I know for me, when I was in high school, this was so, Like, I cannot find the coordinates. I don't know where to put these numbers down. But as she's moving, I'm going to say it's a line, but the Mm -hmm. Y slope, she's moving it around. The numbers are populating. That is fantastic. I'm just like... (laughs) Yay. I feel like all the angels are singing right now and they're blowing their horns because this is huge. This is really difficult. Yeah. This this is challenging. I think for kids to get and I I, like you, I remember
1: doing endless practice problems. Okay. Solve for Y, solve for M, solve for B, you know, all these things. And it just didn't stick for me. No, this makes it so quick, you know, for kids to get it with that visual. So I'll just show you the other side of things. So Y equals MX plus B. We've got the B now. So that's the Y intercept, which might sound like a really fancy vocabulary, vocabulary word, but here I'm moving it, all we're doing is we're moving the line up and down. That's it. Oh my gosh. So, and it's color coded and everything to help with those visual anchors so kids can see, okay, this is, this is the part that goes up and down in the equation, right? And this is the steepness. So then they can put all of that together in these little challenges. So I've got a little turtle who's falling down the hill, (laughs) speeding down the hill. And, and what I'm doing here is I'm just manipulating that slope and that Y intercept that we just learned about in this little challenge to try to to make that line of this the, you know, slope that he's falling down. And when I get it right, I get a little sticker. So I feel good.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm blown away because you want to know what? This would have really helped me explain it to my students.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's I was going we... through this. Exactly. That's what we find is that students really, you know, this resonates for them in a way that the textbook just doesn't. So we have a number of these little challenges here. And then at the end, you know, some some things to think about for students to reflect. And like I said, we have a number of different subjects here, Whoopsies, you know, including physics, um, which for me was not my subject uh, when I was in school. So I'll show you one more that is my favorite. So this one is about relative velocity. I so I went to MIT as to my co-founder. So it's something we have in common. And I took physics there, failed my first semester, took it again, (laughs) finally passed. So it's a lot of physics that I went through and still never understood this concept of relative velocity. So what I'm showing you here is a, a, a squirrel watching a little car and a bird flying by. Um, So I'm going to hit play, and you're going to see the car starts moving relative to the squirrel. But if I click on the car, now I'm following the car. Or if I click on the bird, now I'm following the bird. And I can see how these other objects are moving relative to that animal. And then we have, you know, some challenges here that start to integrate the math as well. But it's just a really fun way to, you know, start to build that language capacity that you were talking about to be able to quantitatively describe these
0: concepts that they're already
1: familiar with.
0: That is amazing because I just literally finished teaching relative velocity and relative motion to all my students. And man, I found that a real challenge, especially when you have something moving, then you have the earth moving, then you have the thing moving, then either you're standing still and your perspective, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it was definitely, I had to pull it apart, like break it apart it took like four weeks to get them to understand this they eventually did but I think right here (laughs) this would have saved me three weeks (laughs) it's like
1: yeah it's it's, it makes it a lot quicker I think so I'm gonna stop sharing there but I think you get the idea so I'll encourage folks to go and explore on their own we have a few more that you can check out
0: yeah and what I like is you use a lot of real world things like and people like in the graph what I really liked also is in your, the coordinates, you put pictures in there of actual things that need to utilize that skill. <laughs> so, because a lot of times I think in school, we separate out this and then we ask kids later on, we'll figure it out. That's how they come together versus just, let's just bring it together so that way you can see it and save the time of having to figure out how to get everything and apply it to real life. That's what I love about what's happening nowadays with people like you creating new like applications and websites. You're taking what did not work in the past and you're basically revamping it and you're bringing it into real life. So that way we're not wasting time, really. We're not wasting time because yeah. time is everything, right?
1: For sure. And and I think you hit on it, you know, the way that, that we learned maybe in school was not, you know, all that effective for us, right? A lot of reading the textbook and trying to reconstruct and figure out, okay, what's going on. You know, we talk about that as sort of being like trying to describe a movie, a part of a movie by looking at a few still frames, right? You might get some idea, but you're going to be missing a lot. Today's kids really, you know, they're digital natives. They've been living with this technology their whole lives. And so having a visual interactive way to explain things really is a lot more effective for them.
0: Awesome. And can you explain to our listeners, why the name Phenomena? I know why. But like, Why the name <laughs> Phenomena?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, Phenomena-based teaching is huge right now. We're, we're encouraging kids to investigate things that they see in their daily life rather than just say like, okay, today we're going to learn about lines, right? We're, we're trying to get them to understand why these concepts are important and kicking it off by creating that drive for them to want to understand by saying, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, this interesting
0: phenomena and then kind of pulling that apart? I love it because I think the word phenomena has taken a different meaning, like, ooh, phenomena. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it becomes very ethereal versus phenomenon. It could be thunder. Phenomena could be the growth of a plant. Phenomena mm-hmm. could like literally be, it's just, it's something that we have of thinking about. So I think that's awesome. And I just wanted parents to understand, like I use phenomenon in my classes. Like what we're learning right now is how do we minimize the physics class I'm teaching is how do we minimize soccer players injuries? So like that's our phenomena, And then in mm. biology, our phenomenon is why are the kelp forests decreasing along the California coast? That's our phenomenon. So it's not like this outer space kind of thing. It's literally things that are happening right here. That's another definition of (laughs) phenomenon.
1: I love that. That's such a great way of thinking about it, because, again, it it makes it so approachable. Right. These are concepts and these are issues that we're all hearing about that we're all facing that we should all be participating in. Um, They're not off limits for just the people that are really, you know, into science or something like that. It's for everyone.
0: Correct. That's awesome. So what's the call to action? Where can people connect with you, Jessica, and your company and your partner?
1: Yeah, so I hope they'll come visit us. And we have a new website, www.phenomena.app slash families. So that's where you can go and check out some of these experiences and play with them for yourself. And you can see our new subscription that we've just launched. So you'll get three of these experiences delivered every week. I know there's a lot of subscription boxes out there. I have bought some for my kids, but it's once a month. You know, this is every week, three chances for your child to be excited and engaged with these concepts. So that's what I would recommend. And, you know, we really opened a questions um, and feedback. We are a new startup, so please feel free to reach out to us at people at phenomenalearning.com. We would love to hear any feedback or questions.
0: Awesome. And I will put all those links and your email in the show notes that people can just have a little click and go. And I'm going to echo that when it comes down to feedback, that's probably one of the most vital things that can be given to people who are trying to create something for others. Because it, then it does feel kind of in the dark if we're, if we're not 100% sure, like, oh, is this working? Is this not working? You know, we're probably the biggest servants, right? Like we're serving a mass of people. And the best way for us to serve is to hear that feedback and just give us direction. <laughs> it's
1: like, exactly. <laughs> it's so well said. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're looking for. Positive, negative. It's all helpful in making a tool that better serves our students.
0: It really is. And even if you don't have the wording to say, it just give something. You know what I mean? Great, this really helped me with, or I don't know, still don't understand this. Can you work that out? We'll figure it out. We'll figure out what you're trying to say, but just tell us. <laughs> Awesome. So Jessica, what is one takeaway you want to leave with families across the globe today from our conversation?
1: Yeah, and thank you. This has been such a great conversation. And, and, you know, one thing I hope that folks take away is that it is so important for kids to experience success with math and science. Without experiencing that success, they can go on to a lifetime of fear of these subjects and staying disengaged from these types of issues as they arise in, in their life. And so we, you know, we really want to help kids to see these as accessible. And parents can play a big role in modeling positivity around STEM for kids. You know, you might sometimes catch yourself saying something like, oh, I just don't have the math gene, you know, or science was never my subject right I think I might have said that about physics right so I need to watch myself too but you know what our children are hearing is that ooh STEM is hard you know it might not be for me so we really want to empower parents to provide their children with the language to talk about these concepts that they already understand you know from their lived experience so I, I really hope that folks take away that this is something approachable and something that is for everyone that they can enjoy.
0: Absolutely. Echo, echo, echo. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, it's been awesome speaking with you and just having you on today and sharing all of the things that you and your company are doing. Phenomena. Thank you so much for being on today.
1: Oh, likewise. Thanks for having me.
0: If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast,